On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, in recent weeks, we've had some really good food experts on. We've had Nevin McGuire, Matt and the Happy Pears, and lots, lots more. Food, eating, and your diet is one of the best ways to stay healthy and stay in control. Well, so much is going on in the world outside of your control. And my guest for this week's show is a firm believer in food and the importance of it for physical and mental well-being. He's a friend of the show, and he's the first ever guest we've had on three times, but we're delighted to have him back. He's absolutely amazing, passionate for what he does, and he is an all-round brilliant guy to have on. Daniel Davey, welcome back to Real Health. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm really good. I, I'm a little bit flattered. Um, third time. I really hope we can come up with some new content. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure that won't be a problem. First of all, I've asked every guest this because I think it's really interesting. How's life and how's how's the last 12 months been? I'm I'm hearing the same thing uh, quite a bit uh, from people in the industry. Um, It was uh, exciting. Um, It was innovative. And I suppose we were in we were in a new space of reflection in in the first part of the year, and and that is actually nearly a year ago now. At last March, when we went into that lockdown, and I, I was very excited by it all. I launched a new business, and it gave me a good a good opportunity to see where things are at, and you know look at also my own areas of what I wanted to pursue. So I found that really great. Um, uh, I I obviously it's been it's got tougher and tougher. I mean, the second lockdown and third wave and stuff like that. But having said all of that around the challenges of it, I'm, I'm in a really good headspace and I, I re- genuinely feel, I know this sounds strange, uh, but I feel grateful that I have learned an awful lot about myself um, and about how to maybe help others a little bit more in this in this last year. I have to ask, what have you learned about yourself? I know, I, and I agree with you. Right? I've learned loads about myself over the course of the last 12 months, without a doubt. And it's really forced me to reflect upon what's important and all of that. What have you learned? I, I've learned that um, even though I'm, uh, I'm very fortunate to be around high performers and, you know, athletes that I work with and um, incredible coaches and strength and conditioning specialists and and physios, I have access to this uh, incredible support network. I've realized that even with all of that, that I'm still not a robot and that there are days that are, are, are challenging and I still make mistakes and I still have the same kind of human flaws around potential to fall into traps around negative thinking. And what I've learned about myself is that if I 
do a couple of things, and I've talked about this a lot on my own social media, but if I do a couple of things around my ground rules or non-negotiables that we hear about all the time now in the health and fitness industry, but if I stick to those and if I speak to really positive people when I am having those slumps, uh, it, it's it's really good for perspective. And I think what you, I've had is more of those days that I've had to think about because I'm naturally a very positive um, and I would consider myself resilient and strong in, 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 in a lot of those. I don't suffer with mental health issues, but I, I have got a greater awareness of those things now. Okay. And talking about the elite performance aspect of what you do, you know, we've chatted to lots of guests over the last couple of weeks and months, but we haven't really gone down that elite route. How have they struggled over the course of the last while in terms of performance, in terms of staying on top of their game? Well, the landscape is completely different and athletes want to perform in front of people and crowds. That's where they get their buzz. You know, it's even things like getting on a bus and and and, and going into a stadium and, and seeing people's faces, seeing people's energy and body language and not having that uh, and not having that you know, of hair on the back of the, the neck stuff when when you're entering the arena, all of those type of things are are, are very challenging. And uh, there has been huge uncertainty from whether games will go ahead, uh, whether there'll be the resources available to support them, not having the same amount of staff um, to support teams on, on game day, all those types of things. Like the, the landscape is completely different. So I suppose um, that's been... The challenge uh, on the positive side, I, I, I have also been blown away by how incredible uh, our management and uh, our senior coaches have been at focusing on um, what's going on within people's control um, and and hearing the language of athletes just focusing on their basic tasks each day. It's been a brilliant reminder about how you can actually insulate yourself with with, with positive things uh, and not allow you, you you know yourself get sucked in to to things that are very much outside of your control. And from a body composition perspective, it has been hard for players. I know I've seen a few players earlier on at the, at the start of the very first lockdown discussing the fact they couldn't train as much as as normal trying to keep the muscle mass on, you know, they've had challenges from that perspective. And I suppose nutrition has been crucial to kind of keeping them healthy all the way through. Yeah. One of the fascinating things uh, about the, particularly the first lockdown was the level of adherence and consistency and the physical shape that so many of the athletes got into, you know, they're, they're, they are high performers for very good reason. Um, and they used their skill set, their knowledge to from a nutrition lifestyle um, and from an exercise point of view to actually get themselves into tremendous shape. So that was that was the first phase. So the big thing was to try and offset and manage injury because most athletes and we, we had actually we had some great conversations with um, athletes and people who worked in different sports and the actual management of load was the biggest challenge so that athletes weren't doing too much so that they were burnt out when they did come back to competition. So um, nutrition was huge, but like the, the number one thing that, that uh, athletes kept saying to me was how much joy and enjoyment that were, they were getting from, from cooking and the preparation of their own meals. 
And I think on a national level, that became and still is a really enjoyable task. People began to cook more, to appreciate food more, to get interest in food more and recipes and stuff like that. And nationally, we have seen that both in social media and just generally people are, are using cooking as a mindful, enjoyable task and have really improved their cooking skills over the course of the last while. They have. They, they have. And, and I, I've seen it through through social media. I've seen it through my own family and, you know, even WhatsApp group people sharing meals. I, I got um, uh, I got some recipes sent to me this morning by a couple of athletes on, uh, on, on, on WhatsApp. And it's great to see. And, and I know um, the, the world has changed an awful lot about what people show in their lives. But I, I really do think one of the positive things with social media is the uh the sharing of meals and meal ideas and 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 the conversation has changed and i i i, I may have mentioned this before but some of my my trips to mediterranean regions and you know areas and in, in, in italy and the south of france one of, one of the things that amazed me in those experiences was the conversations around food and i sort of felt that that was that was absent in Ireland. You know, we didn't have enough conversation, whether it be at the dinner table, um, or or in the preparation, or even what what are we going to make this week? And I, and I think that we we've started to talk about food a little bit more this particular uh, last year. Let's steer the conversation towards tips and tools, and giving our listeners tips around food. What are your what are your go to things? Things that you talk about all the time. The pillars from a nutritional perspective that you try to instill in people that you work with and people that you talk to on your social media accounts. Well, it's all about what uh, it's it's all about what's realistic and what you can sustain within your practice. And you know, I I, I watch um, Operation Transformation and I hear the messages that that you give around. You know, what what are we going to do this week? And it's it's never really more than three key things you know it, it could be looking at portion sizes or it could be planning your meals or it could be getting your steps or whatever, but, but they're very very specific and this is what we're doing this week and it's exactly the same when you approach food because it's so wide it's so vast and it's it's different for every individual so the first thing i will always say is and i, and I will ask every client that i work with what is the area within your nutrition that needs the most work? What, what, what's, what's something that it, when you think about it off the top of your head, and, and I don't mean planning or I don't mean preparation or I don't mean cooking, like big things. I, I, I mean really specific things like I know that on, on Wednesday, I have a very, very busy day because you know, I'm dropping the kids to, to, to school. I have meetings all day and I miss lunch on Wednesday or I miss lunch on Thursday. It's very specific. So if you had a meal ready for midday on Thursday this week, well, that would be an unbelievably positive and constructive thing to, to do. But I think it's it's that lack of foresight that, that a lot of people have within their lifestyle and that is the first place that I start. Okay, so it's very much planning. It's looking at your day, looking at your diary. It's looking back on. It's looking back to go forward in terms of looking at where the issues are in relation to food. What do you always, you know, mess up on when you try to get healthy? What are the mistakes that you always make? And then addressing each one of those mistakes as as, as you can see them. 
That's exactly it. That's really nicely summarized. And um, I think the first step in it is is realizing, I call them pinch points. They can be whatever for each person. They can be your mini challenge, whatever it is. So it means that you need to know on Monday or Tuesday at the latest what you need to have in the fridge or the cupboards to prepare uh, to have that meal ready. Um, and then it's it's about putting uh, one layer on top of uh, of another. Um, it's pl- planning is one thing, but it's like, well, then let's let's look at your 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 variety of meals. Have you have you got plenty of variety? Are you choosing seasonal vegetables? Uh, are you using or getting access to frozen vegetables and frozen fruits right now? Have you um, have you got uh, your food? set up at home in a way that is accessible have you got your dry ingredients have you got your spices have you got a a, a process and building a very simple process that is that is um something that you can go to and repeat very effectively every evening is where you you build success and and i don't mind saying that that's what i've learned again from high performance and as a young practitioner I was afraid of repetition um, and I was afraid of talking about repetition because people, the people's automatic response is always, well, I, I want, I want something new. You know, I want can we do something new or a little bit more exciting? That's not where the progress comes from. Okay. So it's very much having a couple of go-to recipes or go-to meals that you know, inside out, you know, they're healthy, you know, you can make them without having to go to a book or anything like that. And, you know, having the the, 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 the staple of, of your meals coming from those and then adding a couple of kind of new things each week from there. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm glad that you're pulling that out of what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're, it's working well here, Carl. You know, you're working with, you're working with me. Uh, no, like that's exactly how you use resources. Um, and uh, I, I, I actually said this in a, I, in a team meeting um, with my own uh, nutrition team earlier today. There's a, a, a girl that's come on board with us and we have... Um, conversations every week. There's an awful lot of stuff going back and forth, but I, I actually commended her in the meeting because she has absorbed so much information and applied it herself and used her own initiative. And that's what we should do in life. We 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 should to achieve what we want to achieve. We use resources. So a cooking book, a cookbook, is a resource. Your book is is a is a is a is a something that you can use for for tips and to plan your meals or to plan your exercise. You use a podcast to stay motivated and pick up new information. And then it's about the process of you applying the information on a daily and a weekly basis to achieve your goals. You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. What are the common mistakes that people make? And I love asking experts these questions because people are, you know, that listen in can always associate with one or two of the issues or one or two of the mistakes that the experts bring up. So, you know, people are trying to get healthy. They say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook more. I'm going to get my food sorted out. What, what are the obvious mistakes people make in terms of is a calorie restriction being too tight on calories? Is it dropping food groups because someone on social media told them to do it? Or, you know, what are the obvious things that you're seeing? Well, I'm going to take the what what I think is a big issue, um, and maybe go a slightly different direction with it. And and it's it's on something that you've just touched on about using social media. But I I this actually comes from this um, 
a brilliant video online of Razi Erasmus talking about uh, the you know, the, 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 the circle of performance in the sense of all of the different parts or components that need to be right for you to be good at what you do. And he, he said, you know, people who are really good at different things, whatever it might be, whether it be musicians or athletes or artists, they're good at all aspects. They get all aspects right. So, Going back to the pillars of performance that, that you know that you mentioned, they get adequate sleep. They they get they meet the recommendations for physical activity. They have a varied diet. They they plan. They're organized, and these are these these are the kind of the key things that that people do. But they're all specific to them. They're really specific to them. And I, I had a great conversation with a guy um, just last week. And he's a very successful businessman. And the reason I was having the conversation with him was because we both know um, a, a mutual friend who is, a, again, a high-performing athlete. And he came to me and he said, that's my vision. I want to be like this athlete. And I said, well, we're starting off the wrong basis because that's not what your vision should be. You can use that person for inspiration, support, and guidance but you are following your path. You are following your, and this is a very, very, very smart man. He's like, he actually stopped and his mouth did open. And he said, you know what? You're absolutely right. That makes sense. And it's not that it's about being realistic or unrealistic. It's about you reflecting on your pillars, your specific areas of improvement and, and building your own personal plan to achieve your vision. You know, and I see people doing this in all aspects of their life, whether it be in career, whether it be in sport, whether it be nutrition, whether it be in exercise, you're on your own path, achieve your own goals each day and each week. Okay. And get to get to know your body and get to learn what works for you on an exercise level, on a sleep level, but also on a food level too. And for certain people, you know, they will react differently to certain foods or they will, they will, certain foods will work better for them in terms of time management or in terms of just taste and stuff like that. So it is making quite individual to you as opposed to a generic plan to follow. Yeah. And, and like, as an example, uh, you know, you, you could say, we, we could talk about uh, restricted of, restriction of food groups. We could have talked about high carb, low carb, too much protein. We could have talked about macro counting. We could have talked about fasting. We could have talked about the exclusion of dairy. We could have talked about people removing eggs for their diet, meat. We, we could have talked about anything. We really, there are so many things where people fall into that trap. But, but what they're doing is they're looking in the wrong places. Like this is what I'm seeing over and over. And the job of a good practitioner now is to keep people very focused focused on, on the resources and information that is relevant to them. Um, and like, it's really interesting. Like so much of the conversations I'm having with people, very, very small amount is now about nutrition. It's more about their mindset towards food. Why? You mentioned fasting there, and I'm intrigued about your opinion on it. I know my own opinion on it, but I'm intrigued to see what to see what yours is because it is still very trendy. Like we see it in Q and A's with corporate clients all the time. It comes up in the Q and A box at least five, six, seven times. People are, are are definitely aware of it, and it's it's probably one of the, the 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 trendier things going at the moment. What's your take on it? As you sit back in the chair, ready to answer. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I I, I avoided the uh, discussion and even sharing conversation or sharing information about uh, fasting 
because um, I I felt like I was going to open a, a you know a, a can of worms by talking about it um, and not giving enough context. So to to make a long story short, I actually recorded a video with a very good friend of mine who is uh, a researcher um, and has a, he had a far more in depth knowledge ar- around it because he he's he's done he's carried out research in DCU himself about it, Dr. Brendan Egan, and we recorded a, a video on intermittent fasting that I've I've saved on my YouTube channel. I suppose to summarize it is that what it does is it it constricts the opportunity to eat, which reduces the amount of calories that people consume. So it's incredibly simple. You know, it's a very simple type of approach that people can take. I, I think, you know, firstly, it's it's most often mentioned in the context um, of fat loss. That's that's one of the big things that it's mentioned in. The reason why it's successful is because it helps people create a calorie deficit. And very often, people either skip breakfast or they're not eating junk food in the evening because they have to finish eating by eight o'clock or nine o'clock, whatever that's set, whatever time period that's set. Some of the interesting stuff around it, and, and to be honest with you, I was quite biased. Um, against it as a just just a general recommendation because if people need to have quite a good level of knowledge, understanding of nutrition, and have good general practice before they even use it, and I I I have found that a lot of people it it can it can damage the relationship with food and they're searching again in the wrong place for answers. But having said that, there are people who use it very effectively, you know, um, well-educated, you know, I I know a lot of doctors that that, that use it uh, to actually avoid the sweets on on, um, on wards. It's a simple approach that they use uh, and they've they've found it as a good practice, but it's very, very uh, context-based. It's very personal dependent. Um, and it isn't the answer, you know, that we're all looking for, but there are some caveats, like there are some caveats and like, there is some positive research around, uh, particularly, uh, short-term studies that have looked at fat loss and improvement of insulin sensitivity. So the, the regulation of blood glucose and things like that, it's a, it's, you can see, I've been talking already for probably about two or three minutes. It's, it's a, it's a minefield. Yeah, it's fascinating to ask, and it was something that I do want to, did want to ask you when you when you were were coming on. Okay, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Spices, you love spices, and when I watch you cooking your meals on Instagram all the time, you've got spices going in left, right, and center. Talk us through some essentials that people should have in their kitchen to that that, that you're you're a fan of. Okay, so I was rubbish, just absolutely rubbish with spices, and I. I realized it was because I never really paid attention to what I was doing. It was firing everything into the pan and hoped and, and hopefully it would work out. So uh, the the way that I am, and I actually, again, it's, 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 it's really simple stuff, but if you have a process around your cooking, you know, whether it be a little bit of onion, garlic, olive oil, and salt as a base, that's a wonderful way to flavor your meat, for example, or or your vegetables as a starting point. Then it's about, I just use uh, very accessible uh, spices, uh, chili, cumin, 
paprika and turmeric is probably or turmeric is probably one of my my favorites and i will add them one at a time so the spice will go in you will mix it around and get a sense then do you like this flavor do you like this spice would you go for a slightly different variation like let's say for example i love cumin but i prefer the seeds to the powder and, and things like that and and finding again what meats it works well with you know i find it works really well with chicken and beef but it's obviously not going to work that well with fish so you know you learn these things the hard way my simple advice is that spices are brilliant from a nutrition point of view they've got really good phytochemicals antioxidants and compounds in them we should learn to use spices effectively start with one or two, become familiar with them, and then try something else. Um, and, and some of the blends are actually fantastic. You know, there's new blends out there with a mix of paprika, salt, basil, oregano, and things like that, and they're great. Does that answer think, your question? It excites <laughs> you. Even your body language watching answer that question, you got all excited when I brought spices up, and you're getting kind of enthused. It's, and, you know, it is that, right? So it's trial and error. It's trying to add these things into your diet, find what works for you, and go with the stuff that you enjoy. Well, I think it excites me because I like I only like if if people only saw me in the kitchen when the camera's not on, like I I will be dancing around the kitchen. You know, I I'm as daft as a goose and I I love that. That's so that's why I'm animated because it's a really positive experience and uh I love the process of of bringing food to life. Final question is all around balance, uh, which is something I think people often miss when they try to be healthy or get healthy or lose weight or whatever it may be. Uh, but balance is probably probably a key area that they forget about. And for long-term health, it's some, something that needs to be there. Oh, you know, I, I think the word balanced, balance, a balanced, balanced person, balanced diet, uh, the most commonly used uh, word in the in the nutrition health business um or, or industry um without enough context and i think people need to i, I know all of my answers seem <laughs> there seems to be an awful lot of layers to them but i think people need to know what balance means i found what my balance is but it took me 10 years you know i i i, I like my you know my example of balance <laughs> is that last week I drank two bottles of wine, you know, and, <laughs> and and I ate three bars of dark chocolate and I realized that I couldn't do that this week. You know, I, I, I needed to balance things up a bit. <laughs> and that's to me, that's me going, okay, well, hold on a second. You're, you're kind of taking the piss here. You know, I, you, I know you enjoyed your, your few glasses of wine and it was great and it was very enjoyable and it made my cooking even more fun. But you can't do that all the time. And there's a reason why there's very strong recommendations around alcohol. My sleep was all over the place. Uh, it affected how, my digestion, affected how I was feeling. I wasn't as energetic. And I think that that goes back to exactly what we said about the reflection piece. You know, it's, it's about knowing when you're at your high performing best. Um, and it's knowing that doing that and even having those couple of extra glasses of, of red wine, it was what I needed at the time, but too much of it will tip you over into a space that is unhealthy or damaging. Yeah, that, 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 that's pretty much the idea of balance I was going at with that question, which is, you know, that you that every week is different, every day is different, 
But trying to adhere to a really strict diet where there's no alcohol for a period of time or no chocolate for a period of time or whatever. And it might be different if you're a prize fighter trying to get to a certain weight for a fight. That's an exceptional circumstance. But for most people listening in, if you're trying to be healthy, there is space for a bit of alcohol in a healthy approach to life. There is space for a little bit of chocolate to a healthy approach to life, but it is balancing it out and being aware of that. Well, I I think I'd like to add one very, very critical um, uh, other point, and that is that I didn't feel any guilt, none. There's no guilt associated with any of those decisions, but I am proactive about how uh, I, I build in that balance. And I think what's destructive in people's behavior is where they make those decisions and they compound them with another bad decision and they put another bad week with that last week and they don't bring that corrective action in and that's where the issues is so our issues are so you really do need to work hard and i i personally that's one that was my biggest challenge through food was to not feel like i needed to punish myself every time i did treat myself Every time we chat, this is the third time that we've we've chatted. Our, our conversations grow deeper and more mature and more reflective. And I think it's really, I think it's great because it shows that, you know, our, uh, that experts they grow, and as they get older and and life kind of goes on a little bit, you you do gain a slightly different impression of of your ex your area of expertise. And that maturity, I think, is really, really important. It's been great to catch up, as always. Uh, tell me about you've a new online program. I know that over the over the course of the last year or so, you've really developed that. Where can people find the website? Yeah, and I suppose just to say that that happens as well when you're talking to somebody who you're on the same page with and who can finish your answers for you. You know, you're in a good <laughs> place when I ravel for three minutes and you summarize them for people who have completely uh, uh, logged off. Um, so, uh, so, so thanks very genuinely for having me on. I, I, I love, I love chatting with all of the, about all of these different things. Yeah. So, um, over the past year, um, I've been building, uh, the Davy Nutrition website and the idea is to give people the resources that well, we've been talking about. It's, you know, it's articles on all of these topics. Uh, it's, it's recipes, meal ideas, nutrition information, and it's meal plans as a reference, not meal plans that you have to strictly adhere to. It's, you know, using these things as a way to build your knowledge. And like I said, those those days in the week where you know you need to be organized, that's that's the idea of it. Cool. And give us the website again and your Instagram handle as well. Don't forget that. So Instagram is at Davy Nutrition and my website is www.davynutrition.com. Daniel Davy, it's been great to catch up and we'll catch up in person whenever the restrictions lift, I'm sure. But listen, thank you so much for joining us on today's show, folks. I really hope you enjoyed that. Daniel Davy is one of the experts in his area. And as you can hear in his voice, he's incredibly passionate about what he talks about. As ever, we are back next week with more Real Health. If you enjoyed the show, and hopefully you did, don't forget to rate and review. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. Slong Gafo. Leia Healthcare. Looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.